in the studio now with me, and they're going to take some of the pressure off me so I can rest my weary body. How's that for a cheap play for, for uh, sympathy? Eh? It doesn't get much more blatant than that. Uh, uh, Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer are here as they are every Wednesday for Left, Right, and Center. Welcome, guys. Hi, Jim. Hi. Now, I understand that there may be some, uh, some tiny little teeny little area of, of uh, disagreement between you two on this issue of gun control. Um, we did talk about the first hour today, and I've made, I think, my position very, very clear. I don't know that I'm in the center on this one. I think that it's a, a farce and a joke and a waste of time and a ripoff of the people, and it takes the attention off the real problem, which is the misuse of guns, not the registration of guns. So I'm going to kind of try to maybe stay out of this a little bit today, but we'll see what happens. Jeffrey, let me start with you, our... Uh, civil libertarian of note here on the on the show um, not today not today okay <laughs> well how do you feel about this uh, proposal that the uh, government is apparently going to ram through well um, I guess I say not today because uh, I sort of balance out the civil libertarian government should stay out of your face versus government should be involved in uh, legislating sort of a safer um, country and uh, things like requiring you to wear helmets, requiring you to wear seatbelts and so on. There are lots of people who disagree with those things, but I think they're a good idea. Uh, I don't, I have to say, I don't know that much about the detail around the gun, the gun uh, control legislation, except I gather that it involves requiring everybody to register their guns yeah, with and, the government. And pay to register. And, and that's something that the government shoots themselves in their foot over and over again by by uh, charging money for these things. If they were to say, we just want a registry of all the guns in Canada, we want to tr try and get a handle on where things are, recognizing that bad guys are obviously not going to sign in, but that we'd like to get a, a registry and, and an idea of where most of them are, and we're not going to make any money on it. That would be a much wiser way to go, I would think. Uh, but they always bring in these licensing fees, and it's like a knee-jerk reaction. They just can't help it. It's like, well, we're going to do a new thing, and oh, by the way, it's going to cost you money. <laughs> but it's really too bad, because I think the idea of registering them is a sound one. And I think about cars, for instance, and how we have to register cars. You know, they're very closely regulated, and cars are big, dangerous things that can cause a lot of trouble. And so we keep track of them all. Uh, and I think that with guns, it's the same kind of a deal, that uh, as we go further and further from the, uh, from the pioneer days, when everybody had a gun, and a gun was sort of an essential part of your household, to... You know, nowadays where guns are a, are a sporting, um, uh, what do you call it? What's a hockey stick? I don't know. A sports equipment. Yeah, it's a <laughs> tool. It's a, it's a utensil. Yeah, and, and more so around here. I, I can understand out west that, there, you know, you still do need guns around farms and stuff like that. But for the most part, I think that they are sporting equipment for most people nowadays. And that because of the potential of them falling into the wrong hands, and I, and I heard somebody yesterday say that uh, every gun that's been used in a crime in Canada was at one time legally owned by somebody, uh, you know, for legitimate purposes, but it falls into the wrong hands. So I think that recognizing the potential danger of them, uh, recognizing that there is a legitimate reason to have guns for sporting purposes, but it's not an essential of life, I don't think it's unreasonable to keep track of them. Well, Bob, what's wrong with that? Oh, everything. Um even to start on, on, on some basics, for example, Jeff thinks that car and gun registration are the same thing. Absolutely not. A person who owns a gun owns a gun privately in the privacy of his own home or his own property or someone else's property who has consented to allowing him to use a gun there. I'd have no problem with someone registering their gun if they went to a place where they were going to use it and you had to register it to get in. That's a different thing. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. A car has to be registered because it largely spends a great deal of its time on public property, interacting with everybody else's car, and you need that registration for a zillion reasons, from identification to ownership to responsibility, because it's actually your claim on your property and your right to it. Your re that registration serves a totally different purpose. Um, you know, it scares me a bit how complacent and, and pliable Canadians are and how easily they just accept the government line that that gun control and this registration is taking place to build a safer society. That's not the reason. I, I honestly believe, and believe me, I'm, I don't believe in conspiracies and all that kind of thing, but I do believe that the government is systematically disarming the population. Well, Alan for, Rock did say, and one of our callers alluded to it today, and I remember at the time, Alan Rock said, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't remember the exact words, but said that basically no Canadian needs to have a gun. And, uh, and you know, our ultimate purpose is to uh, to reach that utopia where there will be no guns in Canada. So the government well, has pretty much stated where they're heading. Yes, they have stated that, but most people still take that with a sense of disbelief. Because, because I think the issue is deeper than that. The government really wants to maintain a monopoly on self-defense. And by doing so... They have taken away the individual's right to defend themselves from everything from zero tolerance in the schoolyard to gun control every, and every little measure in between. Mm -hmm. um, the ability and the right of the citizen to defend oneself in the pri primacy of their own home is almost non-existent anymore. And I may sound quite extreme on this, but I'm one of those people that thinks that if someone's invading my home, even if they are only taking my TV or my computer, and I have a gun, I, I have the right to use that weapon to stop them mm -hmm. with, with whatever means is necessary to bring them to a halt. Jeffrey, do you disagree with that? Oh, big time. Why? Well, uh, the experience in the United States is that the vast majority of people who are, uh, who are injured in um, situations where somebody's got a gun in their house are their own family members. That it, from my, my perspective, the difficulty is that uh, by having the gun around, the likelihood is that your kid's going to accidentally shoot themselves or somebody else, or that, uh, you know, in a tussle, the, the bad guy's going to get the gun. Guns are just too dangerous to goof around with stuff like that, and the idea of that your home is your castle, and, uh, you know, you should be able to do anything you want to defend it. So I, I should think, let I a guy that's... take my stereo and take my VCR and just let him walk away and... Well, I know I, it's really annoying. And listen, I, when I lived right in the the Corrin line, and we used to get robbed every year with regularity, and kids and would come through and take that, the stereo or whatever. Uh, it's not because we don't all have guns. If we all had guns, we'd have it. Except that I'd we be dead now instead guns. of instead of uh, having we would my stereo only have gone. to have the right to have a gun and the knowledge to know that one has the right to use it in the pr proper circumstances. I'm but not suggesting are a person... epidemic in the United States, too, and everybody has a right to have a gun there, but the bad guys carry the guns around as well. And, and I understand, like, I'm very sympathetic to the idea I don't like people coming in and getting my stuff. So there's no mistake about that. But in the grand scheme of things, is it worth killing somebody over it if they take my stereo? No, well, it really isn't. That, it's just a stereo. But that choice, again, comes down to the perpetrator. If he still runs when I say stop, and I, I probably wouldn't try to shoot to kill him. I'm shooting to stop him, and I would expect still, even in that case, to be brought into a courtroom before a judge and jury who will determine whether I did act in self-defense or not. I mean, we're not talking about eliminating that process mm -hmm. from any from any instance of self-defense, even in the home. The problem but, is that when you've got a gun around, things have a way of going badly. 
Well, that's no, not. They're, they're but just... Jeff, it's so easy to count the accidents. What you, what is impossible to count is all the prevented accidents and the things that didn't happen because people had guns. I, I, I've read more well, and more literature. Seems to be an example of that. Well, I've read more and more literature that speaks to the unstated statistic of how you know how many places have avoided violence because people are armed and have guns, but you won't hear about that mm -hmm. because. Nothing bad happened. Well, are you well, suggesting, Bob, that we like should that. go as far as the Americans do? Would you want to see us, our, our gun ownership as wide open as theirs is? I, when, when it comes to gun registry, there's only one kind of registration I would support, and that's the registration of people who have already proven themselves to misuse firearms. Mm -hmm. And I would have no problem with someone buying a gun and having to have his name verified that he's not on the bad list. Okay, but other than that, you don't go to good law-abiding people and force them by the force of law, which is which is a testament to the to the philosophy of force and, and and the very thing they say they want to keep out of society, to register your gun or be treated as a criminal if you don't. I mean, that's an absurdity. How do you then uh, how do you then deal with or how do you what's your what's your opinion on registering the gun when you buy it as we do now essentially? Now you buy a gun, they make a note that Bob Metz bought a 303. Yada yada yada. Do you have any problem with that? Well, I think a store registration, selling any instrument like that, generally keeps keeps his own records of it, and it would be in his own interest. But a legal requirement, I don't think that's that necessary. It would be a good guideline, but I don't think anybody should be going to jail if it's not done. Yeah, one thing, when you talk about treating people as a criminal, and I understand that there's a symmetry there that's, that's frustrating to people as they say, I'm a law-abiding citizen, I just want to peacefully own a gun, and I'm treated as a criminal. Uh, I think it's a little... It's a little a bit of an overstatement to suggest that. It's the same as you're treated as a criminal if you get a parking ticket. You know, they're not talking about sending people to jail. They're not talking about strip searching them and so on if they don't register their gun. No, they are. In fact, they are talking about sending them to jail. And they are talking about allowing police officers to come into your home without a warrant because your neighbor said he thinks you've got a gun. They are talking about some very dangerous things. Well, I don't think that's part of this law. And, and I understand that... Uh, but don't, don't you think it's part of the whole systematic process of coming getting to that law? Uh, so, you know... Look at what the government's planning for the future. They're going to need to have all the guns because they're creating, for example, they want to outlaw cigarettes. Eventually, that's already been stated, just like they said they're going to get rid of guns. They're eventually going to make cigarettes, tobacco, the same status as heroin and marijuana and all the rest of it. And you're going to find a lot of opposition to that. They don't, they're not going to want people to own guns. Well, for one thing, this government isn't going to be the that's government down the road. That's just one issue. But uh, that's, that's another thing that, that seems to come out of this. And I understand it as well, because I spend a lot of time fighting against government, as you know. But uh, to say that if they do this one thing, that's sort of a logical step down the road to blank, I don't think is, is well-founded in the sense but there's that no other historically we have a variety there's of no governments. There's no other positive purpose to having a gun registration. Well, sure there is. It's, like, not, it's not about banning guns outright. It's about saying we'd like to keep an eye on where these things are. That's all it is. And but what to me, purpose this legislation does that serve? Is, what this, purpose does that serve? Well, right off the bat, it hopefully is ultimately going to make it harder for, for guns to go missing. If a gun goes missing, hopefully they find out about it sooner. Uh, basically, they can you keep really it right. You really think any of that's going to happen? I don't think for yeah, a minute I it's going to happen. But the other thing they about this They already have sales slips today of who owns guns. They already know who's already buying the guns. If they need the information, they can go to the source. Well, again, for... Any reputable I gun dealer will have records like that. It's the guys in the But the police will tell you that back. it's a lot easier for them to have a central database than to have to go to Walmart, Sears, everybody in sight trying to track down a gun. They, they want a centralized database. If they're only database. going after one gun for one purpose because it's, it's implicated in a particular crime, that's a lot less energy consuming than forcing a million innocent people 
to go through the process. You well, cannot tell me that it's people more register their cars right now. Say that that's, that's not the issue. Totally, that's again, a non sequitur, Jeff. And I already explained why why I see the difference between cars and and gun registry. Yeah, Don't you but, see but that I disagree. I, you think I, it's and the again, same thing? if it were the case that guns never came out of their houses and were never misused, then none of this would be an issue. You said that the difference is that cars go in public. Well, I would suggest guns going public too. That's when the problems come up. You know, well, and, and it doesn't happen because we want it to. Everything gets misused. People get, get electrocuted that's on what their television. Are you saying then, Jeffrey? Just so I'm clear, are you saying that one, if they're registered, then it's okay to have them in public? Is is that what you're saying? If the registers are okay to have them in public. Well, you said you you just said you know Bob's point was that cars are in 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 public use and that's different. And you said well yeah the problem is that you know guns when they create a problem are you know they're in, in public too. So the corollary to me would seem to be that okay let's register them and then you can carry them around. But that's true right now and certainly with. But is that what you're saying though? I, I don't care. You can't, re you can't register and carry them around willy-nilly. Well, I would if accept registration rifle, you can carry of a weapon if someone wants to carry it in public. The only thing you can't carry are handguns, and the reason for that is that uh, handguns are a lot easier to conceal, and the problem with that is that it makes it easier for them to be used for crimes. But, but as far as rifles, just, there was a prominent case a few years ago in uh, British Columbia where a guy was fined because he had tried to cover up his rifle because he was on a subway. And he said he didn't want to disturb people by having this rifle, so he put his coat over it. He was charged with carrying a concealed weapon. They said if you didn't cover it, there would be no problem. You're perfectly allowed well, to carry I don't, the rifle. Uh, no, I'm, I'm no expert, but I don't believe you could do that today in the city of London. I don't believe you could get on the bus with a rifle today. Well, people carry them around all the time. And, uh, well, I'd be interested in, in a caller calling Responsible in and shooters put them in the trunk and, and proceed from their home to wherever they're going to shoot knowing that if, the, if they're somewhere else and the police stop them, they could potentially be in trouble. Maybe somebody can know. give us more information about yeah. that, too. We have to pause for a second here. This is uh, Left, Right, and Center on 1290 CJBK. Our program continues. It's Left, Right, and Center with Schlemmer and Metz, and we've got Jim with us. Hi, Jim. Hi. Yes, sir. How are you? Fine, thank you. I was listening in my truck. I, I've talked to you before, mm -hmm. but I'm 52. I fish. I belong to the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Mm -hmm. I've collected guns all my life. Mm -hmm. I can't believe these two guys because one is saying they're talking about defending your house. This, this is not the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue is the legal guns, guys like me, mm -hmm. will be on the list. The guns that belong to people that use them for other things mm -hmm. will not be on the list. And the government's intention here is to take all the guns off the street that are legal guns. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know what the rule is about carrying around rifles? Is there a restriction on that? or What do you mean? Well, if you, you can't just grab a rifle and stroll down the street anymore, can you? No. And it, you can't carry it in your vehicle along with the ammunition loaded. Yep. Each has to be in a separate spot. And do you not have to be going somewhere specifically related to the gun before you can take it in your car? That would be a good idea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have to kind of... A, That's what I'm saying here. The one fellow, I don't know who your guests are, but one is saying that uh, I'm going to defend my house. That's with Bob Metz, yes. Nonsense. Mm -hmm. And the other guy is saying the government's just doing this so they can look them up. That's nonsense, because if they want to look them up, maybe they should go and get the motorcycle guys and the people that rob banks and register their guns, too. Well, I'm sure what, they'd like to. What's happening right at the moment is I go buy a gun with my, with my uh, FAC, but a guy on the street, he can go buy one that comes through the border. Mm -hmm. They know I've got mine, but what about the guy that doesn't register? Now, now Jim, why do you think self-defense is not an issue in this? I, I You're the first gun owner I've ever heard in my... Fifteen years of doing this, whoever, who's ever said that? I don't think it, I have guns in the house, and I don't think it would ever come to having to use one. Well, 
I have a dog. That's, that's certainly a probability, and I would hope that would be a probability that would be true. I don't have the gun here for that reason. But, but that's not the point. So you, so you would say a person who does want to have a gun for self-defense shouldn't be allowed to own one? No, that's their, that's their reasoning. But I, in our society, like we're still a pretty calm society, well, you know, the way they get at the guys like you who own guns is to first disarm the first argument about the right to own self-defense. Once you've defeated that, then you go to the next stage where you can't own a gun for hunting or recreation. Don't I have a right to uh, collect them? Well, not, not if the government continues to believe that, that you also don't have a right to own a gun to, to defend yourself. They're wrong. I mean... In a free society, a fundamental freedom is the right to own weapons because the major thing you may need that's that weapon right. again is, is gun. That's not American that's idea. In it's in their constitution. They are yeah. the first country to recognize the reality yeah. of that historical thing. It's not American. It's every other country in the world but. Well, and I've that to me... I've never looked at having to defend myself in the middle of the night. Well, no, because you live in a very peaceful country, but if things got worse in this country, as they're bound to do as the state becomes bigger and bigger and, and big consumes... If. That's not a big if. How, what do you think is happening in this country today? Why do you think the government is even thinking about gun control? If, if we didn't have the deficits and the a, difficulty... They've got, a, they've got a bunch of people that are, are looking to uh, push their ideals on other people. And one of their ideals is uh, they don't like them. Do you think that the road to stop sport hunting? No, I think it's just a thing to change. But Jim, you're, 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 that's the very thing we need defense against, is, is the government helping one group of people and impose their beliefs on another group of people by using force. That's why you need a gun. Yeah, Jim, appreciate your call today. The government should get out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Jim. And we've got uh, Lauren with us. Hi, Lauren. Hello, how are you? Fine, thanks. My question is to Mr. Schlemmer. Um, Let's suppose we did reach that nirvana where there was no guns in this country at all, that the legislation passed and further legislations made the, the owning of guns, even by farmers, let's say, illegal. Yeah, I don't consider that to be nirvana, but if you want to posit that, sure. <clears throat> all right. Uh, what, would be, what would be the penalty then for using a gun? You're a civil libertarian. You'll be the first one that will think up every bloody excuse in the world for someone who did use one, even though they're now all illegal. Well, I know that, uh, like, the... If, if if it's hard to argue for sort of what's actually happening, people will sort of take it to the ultimate extreme and say, well, that's not a fair situation, and uh, try and argue that that's unfair. And if you want to argue that's unfair, I'm happy to agree with you. Like, nobody's saying that all the guns should go away. Nobody's saying that that's... Well, the Rock said that. No, well... As I say, the one thing that we know is that uh, the Liberal Party is a party of populism. The Tory Party is historically the other government. They're populist. Neither of them are, are within our lifetimes, going to legislate an end to guns. That's you don't just think not going to so? happen. No, uh, I'm not even a gun owner, and it's, it's, I've never fired one. I've never owned one. I've never even touched one. But it's so just this the idea that, that uh, law-abiding citizens are now being told that they have to register something that's private property. But again, everything we own is private property, and we have to register some things. That's just the way it is in a, in a civilized society. But aside from... And, and, and I understand that. We, well, let, well, we talked about cars already, and if I, if I had some time to think about it, I could go back and <clears throat> tell you about other things we have to tell the government about. We have to give up all kinds of information. We have to give up control of certain things. You don't own the land that's under your house if you want to look it up. You can't put an oil well there. You know. But I understand what you're saying, and I don't like the idea of government coming down my face either. But on the other hand, to, to say that registration automatically means that next year all guns are going to be banned, I would suggest that's not a, a fair way to characterize okay, it. Okay, can, can we just, we move forward 30 years, 
we're all sitting here and we're calling up Jim, who's still on the air, and the government has finally passed the last bit of legislation that has made it possible that there are no more guns in this country. What is going to be the penalty? I've asked you a question. What would you make the penalty for someone then who did use it? Because well, the, really, the problem is you're talking fiction. You're talking about an absolute <coughs> fiction that is never going to happen. So it's hard for me to predict what that would look like because it's never going to happen. But you're not answering the question. I can't answer it because you're positing a situation that's absolute you know, fantasy. Jeff, I'm, I'm curious, though. I'm curious to know why an intelligent fellow like you and a student of history as you are would say that that can't happen. I, Bob made, a very, Bob made a very good point me. a moment or two ago that, that history tells us over and over and over and over and over again that the ultimate form of government prior to collapse is despotism. We've seen that in countless societies, countless civilizations, and countless countries. No exception to the rule. It always happens. Why would you say it can't? happen here. Are we so much okay, better well, or smarter than everybody else on the planet? The first thing is that I'm not aware of, of any society except maybe the Japanese one around 1600s that successfully outlawed guns, for starters. But aside from that... Uh, no, but that's not the point about outlawing guns. The point is that ultimately in almost every, and you can make the case every, human society, when the governments do seem to self-destruct. In one of the last periods... We've got more than maybe, 30 years to go, well, though. It may be a long one or a short one. That last period tends to be a period of totalitarianism. Okay. How do you propose to tell... How do you oppose totalitarianism if the populace is unarmed? Well, the first... Uh, okay. The first thing is that I don't think we're looking at a totalitarian government 30 years down the road based on where we but are now. I don't think we're going to go that down the hill. What about the people who so think they have to one say, now? To say, what if we have one at that time? Then it's like, well, if we have a totalitarian government at that time, then the lack of guns is going to be the least of our worries. We're all going to be in jails and things. Like, if it's, if it's that bleak of a future, guns will have a role in it. There'll be all kinds of guns being manufactured and distributed all over the place. The other thing that we know is that it's impossible to totally regulate those kinds of things. Jeff, totalitarianism doesn't show up overnight. It is a slow, creeping thing, and w by the time it becomes visible in the streets, it's way too late to do anything I know, about but it. we've got two centuries going here, and I don't think it's going to fall apart in the next 30 no. years. Laura, but the other thing is, though, you asked about what the penalty should the be, and I'm happy to answer that if you like. Yes, no, no, I, 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 you're talking about the bigger picture of totalitarianism. In, in many ways, there is a positive to this, that, that if, if the government were to say, that's it, no more guns, everyone's got to either burn them or hand them in, and that's the end of it. From, from like a, it's like an amnesty that, that we occasionally have for immigrants. We have an amnesty for guns. From this point on, anyone who uses a gun in the commission, of, or even fires one, this is going to be the penalties. Now, what would you, what would, what would be the ultimate penalty for using the gun in the commission of crime and actually killing somebody? Well, are, are you saying if you kill somebody, should you be killed? No, I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm, I'm asking, asking you <laughs> what, what, what the ultimate penalty would be. Now, guns are illegal. Guns are illegal in this country now. No one should own one, and no one should use one. So, what would be the penalty? Well, again. When I hear the word ultimate, what I'm thinking is that you're talking about the ultimate penalty is death. What, I'm, what I would imagine would be the case is if somebody has a gun, then there'll be some kind of a fine or something. That's what we normally have at the first level. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think it's going to happen. Lauren, I've got to leave it there, but thank you for your call, sir. No problem. Bye-bye. And Chuck's with us. Hi, Chuck. Uh, yes, morning. Sir. Morning, gentlemen. Yeah, Hi. Uh, this gun control, it's, uh, well, as you say, you can't fight stupidity, but... Uh, I'm 70 years old. I've had a gun ever 16. Last time, well, I just gave my guns away. I had about eight, eight or ten of them. I gave them away. But I, I don't believe I. I finally agree with Bob, uh, which I don't agree with a lot of times. But uh, <clears throat> there, there should be nothing. Uh, 
what 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 the government is doing, kind of a fascist thing, is that uh, we can't you can't legislate something like that. Just like going away and saying, well, we can't have books, we can't have this, we can't have that, and that's not right. They're they're not they don't believe in the people can look after themselves. They're trying to put us put us in a glass bubble, and. Uh, it, it, it's it's not fair. As I said, I've had guns all my life. I'm 70 years old, I hunted and I've done everything. None of my guns ever hurt anybody. And uh, so, uh, as I was going to ask Bob, like uh, he believes that the government shouldn't step into this. Is this right? That's correct. That's right. They shouldn't step into this. No, no, no Chuck, I, I And he said that they, if, you know, it's like, and it's like the police. Okay, the police are going to have guns. We're not going to have guns. What's going to happen if the totalitarian thing turns over? You know. And I always believe that uh, when they said the police went in, they had guns, and that somebody shot the policeman, well, uh, they were going to be executed and everything else because he was a policeman. Well, he took that job on. He put that gun on his side. And that. Well, I think we're we're drifting into another topic there, Chuck. But I I think we get your point, and I appreciate your call. We've got to keep moving here, folks. We've got a lot of people waiting. Um, Bill's with us. Hi, Bill. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Fine, thank you. Yeah, I don't mind uh, registering my long guns, but what gets me, Jim, is you think some farmer, you know, he's got a shotgun, and he doesn't register it. He forgets to register it. Now, the police will seize that weapon. They'll fingerprint him, photograph him. He can go to jail for two years, and they're going to make a criminal out of him. This is what I'm against. A person can honestly forget to register a, a long gun, and they'll make a criminal out of him. Mm-hmm. And another comment I have to make, Jim, uh, I've, I have a lot of friends in the First Nations, and they told me that they will not register their long guns. Mm-hmm. Now, what's going to happen there? Well, the jail for two years, it sounds like. No, the, I think the government is going to cut them an exemption. Giving them an exemption. They have special status. There's no well, way Why should they have again, special status if I can have things. special status? Why argue about things that aren't, aren't, that aren't uh, proposed, aren't well, suggested, no, no, aren't no, anything no, else? No, they, it certainly has been suggested. The government has suggested that there will be exemptions for farmers and First Nations people. But, well, if there's exemption for farmers, then the first point we talked about is, is a non-issue, that no farmer is going to go to jail for forgetting to register a shotgun. He wouldn't go to jail? Well, that's what I'm told. Well, why should I then, if I forget to register a long gun, why should they make a criminal out of me? They'll well, what, seize all my weapons and they'll fingerprint, photograph me, and I'm banned for owning firearms. Again, the way the way these laws work, or the way any law works, is that they start out with a ticket. They start out with a minor thing. They always have uh, the the criminal code will say, you know, the offenses can go or the punishment can go up to including jail or whatever. They don't start with the maximum offense, though. It's only sort of in the most outrageous case where that would yeah, ever happen. But it it just doesn't happen. Jail and is if it always did, the ultimate penalty. Our appeal of courts would strike it down. That's just not what's being proposed. They, they either have one law for everybody, or they don't have the law at all. Like First Nations are exempt. Why shouldn't I be exempt? Thanks for the call, Bill. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it, sir. David's up next, on left, right, and center. Hi, Dave. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, Dave, we're losing you there. We're going to see if Ryan can get that in a little uh, a little clearer, folks. Uh, got another Bill with us. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Yes, Jim. sir. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm one of the ones that are caught in this argument. Uh, I have a, a rifle that I bought way back, long before the FAC requirement was there. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the, the hardware store that I bought it from 
This is going back into the 60s. It's non-existent anymore. Yeah. That weapon is on no one. Mm -hmm. I've never owned an FAC. I've never owned a hunting license. Mm -hmm. The minute that gun's registered and they know about it, how long are they going to have allow me to keep holding on to it before they're going to have to they're going to come to me and say, "Well, show cause why you should have it." I live in the country on a farm. Uh, as uh, recent as a month ago, uh, we went out to lock the chickens up, the coons up the tree. It's a tool. Run to the house, get the gun, mm -hmm. do away with the coon. Mm -hmm. He was 10 feet from the back of the chicken coop. Mm -hmm. It's a farmer's tool. And I have for another. I have an old shotgun. Uh, if you're standing five feet away from me, Jim, and it was loaded and pointed at you, I don't know who's in worse trouble if I was stupid enough to pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's operational. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to have to register it. And, but my fear is how long are they going to let me hold on to it before coming to me and saying, well, you don't hunt, you don't have an FAC, mm -hmm. you don't need it, give it to me. Yeah. And then on the other hand, the guns that they confiscate, and you've seen it before, there's been write-ups where they've had an amnesty and people have turned in their weapons that the police department don't turn around and, and take them for themselves knowing they're a valuable antique. Or sell them like they did in Toronto <laughs> recently. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but right now that weapon's unknown. Now what happens with the, the FAC, I assume, is a firearms acquisition certificate. Yeah. And I, do you fill one of those out when you buy a gun nowadays? No, 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 no. You have to take a, what is it, three-month course now? It's something like that, something yeah. Something like that, a long and very involved course okay. of uh, complete training and the care, maintenance, handling, safety, everything of a gun. But if you agree to do that, surely they'll let you keep your gun. Yeah, but well, that, that course cost is going to cost me about $300. Yeah. I don't have any need for that course. I don't hunt. Yeah. But I do need the gun for a tool. But isn't it the same thing, though, with the driver's license, for instance? There's lots of people who don't need to uh, to get any driver instruction from the government, but they still require them to go through all that rigmarole. It doesn't rigmarole. cost $300. Who are you paying that to? Is it to the government? The government. Do, they, do they run the FAC courses? Yeah. Or? Okay, I don't know. I just don't know this mm -hmm. stuff. I'm going to leave it there. appreciate your call. Thanks, okay, Bill. And David's with us. Hi, David. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, I'd just like to, um, I, I would just like to point out to the listeners here, um, or like, what is the real motive? Like, why, why is it that we need to uh, register all these guns? Like, what is the real issue here? Well, we don't. That's that's the whole crux of the debate, Dave. Is we don't know. The government says that we will be a safer society if these guns are registered. Because they can keep track of them. And they're, yes, they're spending all this money. Follow proof that this will actually reduce violence. Now there is, the, to, the, as far as I'm aware, there is no empirical proof that registering guns is going to uh, uh, prevent one crime. And, and this is what they're probable. also trying to do this in the United States, are they not? No, no, no. No, they're, they're going the other way. They're going the other way. Oh, are they? Okay. Because I was just going to say, I kind of agree with your one caller that was talking about how the United Nations wants to disarm the people. And I think if you look, I, I believe in that old saying, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Mm -hmm. And I think you can look at other case um, examples, you know, in the past where I just think there's an ulterior motive. That's the, you know, they use the... Uh, you know, lowering violence as a uh, as a reason. I mean, if they were so concerned, I think they would first go after television shows and you know the violence in the media because I think that's much more of a contributor to that than uh, than the guns are. Appreciate your call, David. Thank you very Thank much, you, sir. We'll be back right after this. Left, right, and center on the talk of the town this morning with Jeff Schlemmer and Bob Metz. We've been talking about this gun control legislation, and uh, Jeff and Bob uh, diametrically opposed on this one. Uh, Jeff doesn't see the harm in doing this, thinks it might be positive, and Bob thinks it's 
just about the worst thing they could be doing. Let's go back to the phones where Susan will join us. Hi, Susan. Hi. Well, oh. I'm not on drugs. It's not the worst thing they can be doing. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Um, the, uh, I'll tell you why I've held off on uh, acquiring uh, the, you know, the coursework and then the firearms acquisition certificate. Mm -hmm. I actually agree with the legislation mm -hmm. and agreed with it a long time ago. And ooh, I'd say we've had, what, three, four, five, six, seven years warning. So anybody who knows that this is how the system changes certainly has had a lot of opportunity to do certain kinds of end runs around it as well. That's not my choice. Mm -hmm. um, my personal experience with guns is obviously, you know, way back when, you know, somebody you know, showed you the grandmother's single shot shotgun and said, try to hit that coke can mm -hmm. in the tree. Yeah. Always supervised and always instructed. And I'll tell you, last summer I was... Um, looking after a couple of dogs for some friends who live out in the country and uh, decided I was going to do a big favor and vacuum up some dog hairs around the kitchen area and went to the cupboard and um, I had the best excuse in the world because there was a shotgun sitting there mm -hmm. and I didn't know whether or not it was loaded. I was pretty sure the people who good friends that it wouldn't be loaded, but I also knew I had the best excuse in the world to, uh, to procrastinate about vacuum cleaning because... I didn't know, and while I didn't know, I wasn't going to pick up a gun because I knew I didn't know how to handle it. I hadn't handled that gun before. Mm. And, and, gun and that's just the most common sense, yeah, average thinking person no, no, kind no. of thing no, that one would do. Yeah. Well, gun control isn't going to change that, Susan. If that gun control legislation passes tomorrow, you're still going to be faced with that same dilemma. What's gun control got to do with your, ex with your example? These are registered guns. I was able to ask the person to whom the gun belongs to, but I said I was in a big, in a big hurry. I was not in a big hurry to do any vacuum cleaning, so I just left the come gun there. On, come on, Susan, what does that have and, to do and with I, that? You know, what it has to do with gun control is... But why, why I, do you agree with the legislation? Gun, is this gun in this household, you know, along with other guns in the household, registered? Absolutely, yes, of course they are registered. So Gun control has to do with raising a level of public education. No, it doesn't. Oh, I believe it does. Well, you're, you're you and I, made it, I guess you and I disagree. Yep, we do. Okay, there you have it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Susan. Uh, 643-1290, and Jim's with us. Hi, Jim. Hi, how are you? Fine, thanks. Uh, they've been comparing this gun registration to uh, car registration. Yep. And I haven't heard anybody ask, uh, you know, I have an antique fire truck, and I have lots of antique guns. Yep. You know, antique fire trucks up in the barn year after year after year. Now, these guns, uh, when I register them, in five years' time, I'm going to go, go in, have to go in, and justify their existence. Why do we have to do that? Is that part of the legislation? Yeah. Or? Yeah. And what does it say? I, I think that's glaring proof. Glaring proof where the government's going with this. And the only reason to do that is to eventually get them away from you. Because ultimately they will say, tell us why you need that gun, and you'll say... Well, I got a couple I just like to have them in a collection, and my dad gave them to me, and they'll say, well, that's not enough reason. Yeah, and you're not allowed to say self-defense anymore. And that's part of the law. Well, it made them use right. <laughs> like, I, I, anyway, wait I, I haven't heard that. Uh, you're, this is new. Oh, I'm sorry. I switched you. Okay. Yeah. Jim, uh, the final word to you? Uh, Jim, they've already started that, uh, getting rid of them with the uh, 25 caliber and 32 caliber. Yep. And the short barrel length. Yep. Absolutely. They're gone already? Yeah. Thanks for the call. Okay, bye. -bye. bye. This is Left, Right, and Center with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer, and we're talking about gun control. Interesting discussion today because, and I may be, I said at the start I was going to try to stay out of this, but I haven't been able to. <laughs> I, may be, I may be wrong about this, and I may be 
coming, I may be too subjective about this, but it seems to me that the majority of the people that I talk to, and Susan was another example, the majority of people that I talk to who talk about, I support the legislation, don't understand what the legislation is. They think the legislation is going to do something different than it's going to do. They think it's going to make them safer. And, and, and well, I do too. I but, don't, well, maybe you but I don't think it's a panacea. I don't think it's some magic solution how that suddenly gonna, there's not going to be how is guns it used in safer? crimes anymore. Can you explain I, to me how I'm going to be safer if guns are registered? And let's remember that they will not all be registered. There's a lot of gun owners in this country who will not register their guns. Yeah, my starting point is that I don't think it's, it's going to make a big difference one way or another, frankly. I don't think it's going to make a dramatic... Uh, of suddenly crime is going to plummet in this country. I also don't think it's going to mean suddenly that farmers can't go out and shoot raccoons. I don't think it's that big a deal. All it is is a matter of writing down your name and associating it with the gun. Having said that, I think that the idea of trying to keep track of guns is a good idea because it, it ultimately does keep a better handle on these things. They're not floating around all over the place as much. And ultimately, it becomes harder for people to have these unregistered guns. It's harder for people to have a friend who happens to have a gun that they uh, decide they're going to go and, and uh, borrow to commit a crime or whatever. Whatever. Ultimately, the, the objective is to try and just keep a better handle on them, bearing in mind that we're all, it's an imperfect world. It's not going to be perfect. I think we shouldn't be using the term gun control. Gun control is a euphemism for people control, just like rent control is a euphemism for controlling landlords. Mm -hmm. um, what they want to do is basically control people who own guns. Now, am I correct in assuming that once you've registered your gun, the police know where it is, and then they have a right to enter your home without, without a warrant I'm not if, sure if they, they can't come if, it, if it's, a warrant if it's, well, no, no, no yes they can under this if, if if it's registered no my understanding and, and I stand to be corrected but my understanding is that under the new legislation if your neighbor says you know Jeff's got phones the cops says Jeff Schlemmer's got a shotgun did you know he's got a he's got a shotgun I don't think it's registered the cops will be able to come to your home and go into your home and search for that gun. By the way... I, I stand to be corrected, but right now, if, if uh, you are Paul Bernardo and your next-door neighbor says, I think that he's just finished murdering some people, the police can't go into his house without a search warrant. That's absolutely right. Not but for a murderer, want, but for want, a gun owner, yes. You want to hear the <laughs> I find that very surprising. <laughs> Ten years ago, that's the last time we did the research on it, uh, there were over 1,012 powers of entry in the province of Ontario that did not require any sort of... Uh, warrant or anything like that. Most of them relate to agricultural things, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. They can come in looking in your house for a certain kind of plant or vegetable or whatever that they think that to control whatever that, yeah. that they say they will, but they don't need a warrant for all these powers of entry. The irony is it becomes a little more difficult for them in those few areas where I think the public would say they should be able to exercise a little more dis discretion. Mm -hmm. And we just, we're just looking at it completely backwards, but I see this as very much a people control issue. Like when, when, it, when your gun is registered, for example, Jim having to go back and explain why he still wants to own his guns in five years, that's a pretty intimidating thing. And, they can, and, and he knows that they know that he owns guns. You know, it's, it's a terrible violation of a person's privacy to begin with, uh, to, to even tell anybody that you own a gun. I, I, just, I just find it abhorrent that anyone would even suggest such a thing. You know, all the emphasis is, is all this time and effort put on legal, honest people who are otherwise law-abiding. Most and, laws and, apply and to legal, honest people. is there any conversation people? going around about you? No, most laws are, exist, I would hope, in a free society to, to, that only exist because criminals exist. Basically. You know, we've got traffic laws, we've got health regulations. Well, well yeah, but most laws... Most laws, correct me if I'm wrong, but most laws say, don't do this. There are very few laws who say, you must do this. This is a law that says you must do this. You must, A, give me your money, and B, register your firearms. 
well, there's there, that's the difference. There's lots of laws where you have to do right. things. You have to give them tax each year. You have to give them information. You know, you ha you have to do like you have to register your house. You have to you have title. There are lots You're of things where you do have a lot of, to lot do of positive things, things as opposed not to not doing the same pot. Right, let's go yeah. back to the phones where Dave's waiting. Hi, Dave. Morning, Jim. Yes, sir. I think the most frightening thing about your discussion this morning is uh, Jeff's attitude. I, I think he represents the majority of Canadians, unfortunately. And when you keep pointing out to him. Uh, the erosion of our freedoms through these gun laws, and you keep pointing out how throughout history societies of uh, on the verge of collapse have gone to sort of military uh, uh, police states or whatever, and he sort of makes light of what you're saying, but yet he's also said several things that support what you said, as he pointed out. You don't really own the land that your house is on. Mm -hmm. You can't put an oil well there. You can, In some uh, neighborhoods, you can't have a... Um, mobile home in your driveway and, and things like that. The problem is, from my perspective, if I'm looking at what, what is going to take away my rights as a Canadian, is it going to take away my, my rights more to write down my name and say I own a certain thing? But, or is it going to take away my rights more if, I, if I'm told that in Canada, if I stand out with a sign that says democracy, I'm liable to be pepper sprayed? Your problem <laughs> That's is, a much bigger concern to me. The problem you is that, that you allow every little thing to erode away. When do you finally decide to make your stand? When they're kicking in your door? The military police are kicking in your door. Is this where you're making your stand with your butter knife in your hand that you didn't register? Well, we haven't talked about knives, and if Julian Fantino were here, he'd tell you they're a much bigger problem than guns are in the commission of crime. But yeah, that's a whole other subject. Talk about registering <laughs> knives. Whole, but yeah, as far as, as far as you're concerned about erosion of liberty, I agree. But having said that, does that mean that, we, that, the, that there'll never be another law passed? You know, that's just not reality. That we're, we're legislated more and them? more every single why day. Why not oppose them? Are we supposed We're, to accept that and say that's okay? I just said that there are other there are other uh, ways that my liberty are being taken away that concern me more than than this one does. And, I and partly, I have to tell you, I don't know that much about it, and and uh, I have to say as well that I've got relatives and friends who have have guns for sport use, and I think that's terrific. I hope your dad does. Yes, yeah, yeah. but shouldn't you support <laughs> any anything that's if anything is taking away anybody's liberties? If you're going to stand, you know, you can't pick and choose your battles on this front. I don't think because you need our support maybe on on the issues that you believe are eroding your liberties. No, but and and that's fair enough that you're right that uh, you know standing together it's useful to have coalitions. But as they say, there are other things that to me, bearing in mind there's so many battles to fight right now, you do have to pick and choose them. And to say for me, this just isn't the biggest one in terms of the erosion of civil liberty. Dave, I have to leave it there. Appreciate Thank you. your call, sir. Thank you. We'll be right back with more left, right, and center. Left, right, and center. David's with us. David, got to make it brief if you can, please. Okay. Uh, from a historical perspective, um, I think you can find a more recent example in the 16th century in the 1930s after the uh, Nazis were elected in Germany, they uh, confiscated or had all the guns turned in except the simple shotguns and, and single-shot rifles. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we've seen what happens in Nazi Germany, mm -hmm. so I think that we can, you know, have a more recent example of what happens when the government, uh, this body government does get in. Yeah. It will require the, the uh, guns to be turned in. And the second thing is, is that uh, with, with the argument that, uh, well, why would a government want to confiscate guns? The government doesn't need any reasons to do some of the stupid things it does. It just does them. Um, you know, it could just pass the War Measures Act for uh, an emergency and say, turn them in. Yeah. So it could happen overnight if they would just, uh, you know, put a War Measures Act through. They could say, well, we, we've got problems. We uh, got. And even in Canada during the. Uh, uh, First World War, okay. the German people of German descent had to turn their guns yeah, in. They yeah. confiscated them. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, David, you bring a good point up, uh, and another David previously brought that issue up of motive. And I, and I think 
it's not motive that matters, like why why are they doing this? We have to really watch the process and watch That's because right. everybody within the process has different motives. Well, you might find ten people who want gun control for ten different reasons, who otherwise might be fighting amongst themselves on other issues and vice versa. So you got to watch the overall process and what it leads to and what history has taught us about the very same thing happening in the past. Well, let's say we've got a prime minister right now who doesn't seem to be very concerned about civil liberties in this mm -hmm. country. So, you know, what's next guy going to be like? It might be worse. Yeah. Perfect example, and I was surprised Jeff brought it up earlier as uh, something that he was concerned about. But I don't want to shoot him. I don't want to have a bigger... What if it got to that point? What well, if the people that they rounded up, they didn't let out of jail yet? What if they left them there and figured, well, hey, we're going to play this by a different set of rules since we're already playing by our own rules anyway? But again, things got to get a lot worse than they are right now, so, so we decide I need a so gun. Your whole, right now, your whole I have confidence is, in the police. I have ultimate confidence. The point is, though, Jeff, argument is you want to wait till it's yeah, too late. It's, it'll be, <laughs> if you ever need one, it'll be too late. I'll come over to your house. Appreciate your call, David. Okay. Thank you, sir. Bye. Um, well, very quickly, we'll see if we can get it. Jim, hi, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, sir, really quickly. Okay. The whole principle here is principle of elimination. Uh, an earlier caller mentioned going into the future. Let's go into the future 50 years, and all guns are gone, completely gone. Not one gun left in Canada. Jeff, what are they going to go after next? The issue here, and the question was, what is the crux of the matter, is control. Because if we register, registration won't make us safer. Registration of all the pit bulls in society won't change the nature of the pit bulls. They'll still attack you. Yeah. Good point, Jim. Appreciate Bye -bye. it. Thank you, sir. A lively one today, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. I have a sneaking suspicion we may at some point return to this issue, and uh, we're going to send Bob and I are going to send Jeff off to do some serious thinking about this. <laughs> you go and talk to your dad about it too, John. <laughs> Thank you for listening today, folks. I'm not just sure what we've got on tomorrow, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Karen's been out there working all morning. Um, please do join us for that, and for Bob, and for Jeff, and for Ryan, and for Karen. It's Jim saying, don't forget, as the experts comes up a half an hour from now with Bud Polhill. In the meantime, take care of each other and mind how you go. Bye-bye.